welcome to Miss Checkpoint, the Video Game Book Club podcast. Today we're doing a bonus episode. I'm your host, Marcus, and joining me today, as always, is the homie Trevor. What's going on? And we also have the homie Dante, back from uh, a long absence. So I, what was the last episode you, you were on? Um, It was another bonus game, wasn't it? Oh, was it um Shadows? E- uh, the Colossus? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Shadow of the Colossus. We've had multiple Shadows games. Oh, that's true, that's true, that's true. So, um, this game uh, is my choice. It's, uh, I don't even know, is it Luff Trousers or Loof Trousers? I don't even know how to say it. I'm going to say Luff Trousers. That's what I'm going to say for the this episode. Um, but it was my choice, so I will introduce it. Uh, Love Trousers is a shoot 'em up video game developed by Netherlands-based indie dev studio Vlambeer and published by Austin-based publisher Devolver Digital. And so if you've listened to uh, a previous episode, you might recognize Devolver Digital because they published the uh, Hotline, Mi- Hotline Miami, which was a game we played way back when. Uh, they've published over 100 titles in their 11-year existence, including the majority of the Serious Sam series, as well as other games like Minute... Downwell, Enter the Gungeon, Exit the Gungeon, Ape Out, My Friend Pedro, um, the Lockdown Phenomenon, uh, Fall Guys, and uh, our actual upcoming December guest game, uh, Katana Zero, as well. Um, but that's enough about Devolver. Uh, let's get into Vlambeer. Um, like I said, it's a Dutch-based indie developer. It was for, uh, founded in 2010 by Rami Ishmael and Jan Willem Nijem. Uh, and they basically formed the studio after dropping out of Utrecht School of Arts Game Design. Um, according to the story, they were developing a game outside of school, and when the school discovered this, they demanded the rights of the game, which the pair refused, which ultimately led to their decision to drop out of school. Um, their first game was called Super Crave Box, and it was released in May of 2010, and was a finalist in the Independent Games Festival in the Excellence in Design category. They followed that game up with Radical Fishing, which was released later that year, and then they were soon approached by Devolver Digital to develop a game in the Serious Sam franchise, and they ended up churning out Serious Sam The Random Encounter, which is a turn-based playing uh, role-playing game that they released in October 2011. During the development of that game, they released many small games, most notably a free Flash game called Love Trouser, which was inspired by Playing Trip Home from the 2012 uh, Game Developers Conference, or GDC, in San Francisco. And um, I actually sent the guys in here a link, too, because you can still play Love Trouser online um, at onemorelevel.com slash game slash Love Trouser. Um, afterwards, they began working on an iOS version of Radical Fishing called Ridiculous Fishing, uh, development halted after a San Francisco-based studio released a clone of Radical Fishing on iOS. This generated discussion about cloning of video games that led Flambeer to become somewhat of an icon on the topic. They eventually released Ridiculous Fishing, and it was nominated in the 2012 Independent Games Festival in the Best Mobile Game category, and went on to become the best-reviewed iOS game of 2013, receiving perfect scores. Um, uh, fast forward, I guess, to December 2012, and they announced the sequel to Love Trouser called Love Trousers, which was set to release in Q2 of 2013. In the weeks before the release, a Bangalore-based dev released a similar airplane dogfight game called Skyfare, and Vlambeer had to contact Apple and Google to intervene to avoid another clone war. 
Um, more mishaps continued when Rami Ishmael's backpack containing everything Van Beer, including electronics and game code, was stolen during the E3 2013. And the game was uh, ultimately released in March 2014 for Windows, OS X, Linux, PS3, and PlayStation Vita. Um, the game itself, Love Trousers, is an airplane-based shoot-em-up, but unlike traditional shoot-em-ups where the direction of the craft is fixed, uh, Love Trousers allows 360 degrees of motion, so it's more akin to a multi-directional shooter like Smash TV or Robotron or the Geometry Wars series. Uh, however, one difference is that the player's main weapon can only be fired from the front, forcing the player to take into, uh, take into account the position and angle of the airplane. They must also account for the momentum the plane is flying using gravity and the drift to maneuver as much as forward propulsion takes them. And you add that into the fact that the player, the plane's health only regenerates when it's not firing, and it becomes a super dangerous acrobatic routine of dodging bullets to regain health while trying to reposition your plane to immediately return fire once the opportunity presents itself. Uh, Left Charizards had a two and a half year development cycle and was profitable within three days of its release. The game received generally favorable reviews, even being rewarded by our uh, one of our podcast that the three of us listen to giant bombs game of the year award for best music of 2014 what? Um, yes <laughs> yes uh went on to develop nuclear throne in 2015 and on september 1st of this year 2020 the day of the studio's 10th anniversary they announced they were closing down uh Nijum and ishmael made the decision a few weeks prior to the announcement and recognized that they had been moving in separate directions within the video game industry since 2016 and no longer felt they needed to work together anymore nor was there a need for the flambeer name in the indie game world and that is my introduction dang that was just two months ago yes yes so the the reason i chose this game was because like i wanted to pick something that was kind of like I like to play things that are a little bit relevant. Like we, we kind of had decided that we don't really want to play games that come out the that same year, so we don't try to play new games. Um, but I like to play things that are still related to stuff that is happening in the video game industry. So this seemed relevant when I suggested it initially, and then um, on top of that too, this was I think this was the very first game I bought on Steam. Um, when I created my Steam account, I think in 2013, uh, I, I, I think is when I created my Steam account. And uh, this you was... You didn't a, make that thing till after college? Yeah, for- yeah, because I didn't have a PC. I, I, I didn't... I didn't. All the games that I got on uh, my Mac were games I either got from Humble, Humble Bundle or something else. So I didn't ever have a Steam account. And... Um, but uh, this was the very first game I got on Steam... And I had never... It's been in my back catalog since then. I never played it. Like, I only got it off the recommendation of Giant Bomb, but I had never played it. So this was like an opportunity for me to play this game that I had known about and been meaning to play for so long, and it just seemed timely for me. What were you about to say, Trevor? I felt like you were about to say something. Well, I'm trying to remember if I even had to buy this game, because I feel like I did. Because even after having... 600 plus games in my Steam library. I think I still had to buy this. I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, because I, mean, I, I waited till it went on sale. I mean, like, they're not, like, they, I think when I had looked up uh, Vlambeer and only maybe developed about four or five games total, and, like, they did do a lot of, uh, I think a lot of it was 
mobile stuff. So, I mean, you aren't going to get mobile games on Steam, you know, so. <sighs> so, um, I'm guessing all of us played this on PC via Steam? Yep. Yep. Um, Dante, when did you first hear about this game? Because I know we have, me and you had talked about this game at many times throughout the, uh, talking about ep- potential episodes for, you know, this podcast. And I know we had thrown this out maybe once or twice. Yeah, um, I remember, I guess this is some, um, what do they call it? Um, how they make the patty or whatever you want to find. Oh, how the sausage is made. How the sausage is made, that's the analogy I was looking for. (laughs) But after I had left, we were like, okay, here's a list of games that I'm interested in. Here's a list of games that you're interested in. Let's find one that we can mutually agree on. And I think you put it in the list. And I think I might have been inclined to do Luff Browsers. But I think there was another game we chose over it. And I can't remember exactly what that game was. <laughs> yeah, but... I think I think it was that In the Gardens Between. Because Trevor, we wanted to get Trevor in on episode two, I think. That's right. That's right. But I mean, I think I heard about the same way you did by Giant Bomb. And... I think Alex Navarro in specific was very big into it. He was. He's actually the person that wrote the review on their website. Because remember when they used to have reviews? <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> he gave it four out of five stars. I'm kind of surprised he didn't give it five. Like, not that I think it's a five out of five star game, but from what I remember, I... I they were big on it. I it up quite a bit. Yeah, they were big on it. Um. So, yeah, that's my history... Also, I had heard the name Flambeer a lot in their podcast, and I think... I don't know if Flambeer has been on the um, E3 couch or whatever. I, I think at least Rami Ishmael probably has been, because okay. he's a name that I recognize. Even I yeah. I, Sometimes when we do these and I look at like a developer, I'm like, oh, this person started it. I've heard that name many times, and you know, it's their relationship with Giant Bomb. Right, but um, that's pretty much my history with the game. And what about you, Trevor? Do you have any history with the game, or is this all completely new? I want to say I heard Giant Bob talk about Giant Bomb talk about the game at some point. Um, I don't remember what their um, opinion on it was, but um, but yeah, I didn't look into it until after you mentioned playing it for the podcast. Well, I mean, best music of 2014. <laughs> oh, y'all didn't turn this game on mute. <laughs> Oh, you turned it on mute? Man, so I, I'll, I'll talk about it once we get into that I mean, part we, can, like, we can talk about the music. Okay, so I mean, that's a good opportunity to. I played Why? this game in maybe, I don't know, four or five sessions, like 20 to 30 minute um, sessions, and I thought this was going to be more of a game that was more zen, like, okay, let me... <laughs> Let me let me start playing this game. Let me let me put on music I like. You know, turn up the. Um, let me set my the, mood. The, turn on the lo-fi hip hop. Um, no game's gonna YouTube. let me tell how to feel. <laughs> and, and mute the just mute the uh, the music um, in the game, the in-game music. Um, but yeah, it, it didn't really um, it didn't work out that way. Oh, but no. <laughs> I I didn't turn the, the music back on, so 
Okay. And then he then turned the game back. I, I feel like, you know what? I feel like I was playing better with the music turned off, though. Okay. But I honestly don't remember any of the music from this game just because I, did, I remember not really caring for the music at first. And I was just like, well, there's not, there wasn't really any audio dialogue. So. Let me not worry about that, mm-hmm. and let me listen to music I want to listen to while I just, um, you know, play this this game. Because I mean, it's basically just um, runs that you're doing. It's yeah, not a continuous yeah. thing. So, what about you, Dante? What do you think of the music? Um, I'm not too far off of Trevor's opinion. Like, <laughs> the one thing I remember is the menu music. Mm-hmm. It's not a very, like, uh, I always feel like when I hear that music in games, it's, like, super, like, this is a dictator propaganda, military, like, kind of... Like, Papers, Please. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. Where it's, like, we're Mother Russia, and, like, I I always get that vibe when I hear this type of music. It sounds very, like, military. I I guess the other thing I'll say is, I guess I'm kind of over, like... It's not 8-bit music. It's it's somewhere between 8 and 16-bit style. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I've heard enough of that in my lifetime. And not to say that that still can't be good, but this one didn't do anything special for me. Mm-hmm. So when you said best music and that it, it was... shocking. It was <laughs> shocking. It, I wasn't ready for you to say that. Like, you could have said anything else about this game. Best graphics. <laughs> Best story. <laughs> Fair. Okay. There's, there's a lot of shocking things that best in this game in the same sense would surprise me. But that one in specific at the moment got me. Best style. It has a style. I'll, I'll yeah. give it that. So so for me, um, I'm, I'm kind of with you guys. Like, I think I think one of the things uh, that you talked about, Dante, is like kind of being over that 8-bit slash 16-bit kind of music. I think this was like coming out right when that was like cresting and like still a you know like it wasn't like tired and played out yet right not everybody and their grandmother was making another like super nintendo nostalgia trip. yeah and then i think the other thing and i think this is maybe if i don't if i remember this correctly i think the music changed depending on the loadout of your ship so I think that it would bring in different sound effects and like instrumentation depending on like if you're using a machine gun versus using uh, like you know using these three loadouts you would get one thing. If you switch the gun, two of the things would be the same, but this thing would be different. And I, so I think that's kind of what they were alluding to because the music always sounds the same when you start it up, but then once the music starts going, that's when it starts changing. Uh, I mean, that I think may be it's the probably case. novel. It's not. It was probably novel in 2014. But the more I think about this, the more ludicrous it becomes. Because I'm like, how can you give a game best music when there's only like maybe five minutes of music you ever get experience? Hey, it it, it was it, it created a, a a vibe, I guess you could say. All right. Uh, um. Yeah, so but like I, I'm I'm kind of with you guys. Like it's not super memorable. Like I tried to listen to the music outside of the game, 
and it didn't really do anything for me. And then the music ends so abruptly when you die too that it's not like you can kind of vibe out and like like when the when the run is over the music stops. And then when you start the run back the music keeps going and if if I remember correctly, I think in other games like uh the game I can think of that a run based game like Super Meat Boy, the music just keeps playing every time you die. And so it, it it's less jarring I feel like and like you get to hear more of the music in a Super Meat Boy than you do in this game. Um And I think with this type of game you know, you are playing it in runs, but every time you die, you have a chance to stop and change out your, your loadout. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're out of that game long enough for the music to have to stop like that. I don't know about that. The menu controls are so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, I just wanted to get back to the thing, and I'm like, oh my god. For whatever reason, this button does this here. But then this does this here, mm-hmm. and then I can't really tell where I am. Yeah, I might be showing too much of my hand. I'm gonna shut up for a second. <laughs> I started thinking about it. I was like, he is right though. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I guess. Do we have anything else music-wise we want to talk about? I think this is the first time we ever talked about music this early on. I know, right? <laughs> um, it's like we didn't even talk about the gameplay yet. <laughs> um. I guess, like, it's time to talk about the gameplay. So kind of like what I said uh, in the intro, um, the game is very, very simple as far as what the controls are. You basically, you hit up on the D-pad to go, or excuse me, not the D-pad. Um, I, did you guys all play keyboard and mouse, or did you guys play Ooh, or keyboard? Is that even possible? Not mouse, but did you guys, I played it with the keyboard. What? Yeah, I played keyboard and mouse. You play with a gamepad? How are you going to do... Like, that's an analog stick type of game, 100%. I can't even fathom. No wonder you were so good. (laughs) (laughs) What are you guys doing? I honestly... I preferred playing it with a a mouse and keyboard, or just keyboard, because... I don't know. That's like playing Geometry Wars with a... What it's not though. Guys? It's not though. It's I, not. I wasn't. It I is. wasn't changing directions as as quickly as I would have if I played um, uh, with a gamepad. Like I, I don't. I don't view this game as a dual joystick shooter. So like, like Geometry Wars. Like you can shoot from any side of the ship. In this game, you can only shoot from the front. So like for me, the only thing that I. I, like when I booted this game up the first time, I had my controller plugged in, and I booted it up, and I tried to play it like a Geometry Wars, and I died like immediately, and I and I kept dying, and I was like, this is this is not it, this doesn't feel right. So then when I I went over to play it on keyboard, and it felt like more. Obviously, I didn't have the control that I am used to in a dual joystick shooter, but like it, it just it, it it made more sense to me what I was trying to do. If that makes any sense, I I preferred playing it on the keyboard. Another reason is because it allows me to commit more to the direction I want to go. Whereas if I was playing on a joystick, I could see myself like second guessing. Okay, I'm going to turn this way. No, I got to dodge. So let me move this it way. Gives and, you too many options. Yeah, and I just start spinning in circles. It's too good. <laughs> Whereas with a keyboard, 
you know, once I commit to that direction, I can kind of adjust or whatever I need to rather than having to second guess myself. All right, so I went to the Steam page when I um, Googled Lou Frouser's controller versus keyboard, and it seems to be kind of a 50-50. Yeah, I like, and like, I just, I don't know what it is, but it just feels like I'm giving up so much when I played it on a controller from what I'm used to, the, the amount of control that I'm used to having when I play a game that this game is supposed to be like, if that makes any sense. I can't fathom what you're like because the like ship have... is moving in a 360 degree pattern mm-hmm. so just having that circular stick to actually like navigate and stuff like well, it's definitely not a twin stick but at the same time getting like that smooth like oh I need to shift my ship upwards I mean, and have it dive I was kind of looking at it like asteroids too where you're not necessarily using the directional um, joystick to move, you're you're using up to thrust, and then you're using left and right to turn. I have no clue what that even means. <laughs> like I can't even fathom. Granted, I never tried the game on keyboard, but at the same time, I... <laughs> you you guys talk. I'm gonna. Mute myself for a split second. I actually have a question for you, gameplay wise. All right, go ahead. So, so uh, what is it like playing it on controller? Like the left, the left joystick is the stick that you use to boost and move. Yeah, like I don't know. I never even thought of it as boost. I just thought of it as like accelerate, or accelerate essentially. Like I'm tilting my ship in a direction and it will go in whichever direction I need to go in. Do you use and so you don't use the right thumbstick at all, right? That doesn't do anything for you. Not that I remember. Like and then you use like X days. or a trigger in order to shoot? I'd like to say it might be like right trigger. And so like for me the issue that I have when I was trying to do that is like autom- automatically I would want the right thumbstick to make me turn. And that was the issue that I was having, where it's like... Why would you want it to... I would want to be able to, because that's how it is in, like... Um, that's not how it is in Geometry Wars. Though. It is. In Geometry Wars, the the way you, you that's tilt... That's how you shoot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The way you tilt, your the right thumbstick is the direction your bullets are facing. And for me, like, it... I, I didn't feel like I would have the, 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 the fidelity that I would need with the left thumbstick being in control of all of that um, that I do in Geometry Wars, which is like, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like this shit in this game was as responsive as I wanted it to be. So no, I well, I'm not f- arguing with you there. So I, I just never felt like I was fully in control in the way that felt comfortable for me playing it on. I, I guess what I'll say is that I, like... Five seconds into this game, my hot take was, oh, this game is intentionally designed to kind of make you hate the controls. <laughs> I don't think that's wrong. Um, but I, I think that it, it's in service of the the gameplay mechanic that they have where you're not supposed to, like, in order to heal, you need to not shoot. 
And in order to like, I, I think that that's in service of that. So I, I do think that the controls are purposely not as tight as they could be in order to the conceit of the gameplay mechanic that they have. Do you agree with that? Or, um, huh? I think like, because basically what what we're trying to say, or you know, what I'm saying is, is that the 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 control of the the aircraft in this game isn't as tight as you would want it to be. It's a little, it, and I think it's purposely done that way because I think it makes it harder, and it it, it adds that that stress of I need to. I'm getting hit by bullets. If I return fire, I'm not going to be able to heal. And then on top of that, too, it forces you to try to position your ship in a way that I think is more like tries to give you the suspense of you being in a dogfight. Because if you could literally just turn around and just bat bat okay. and take okay. out the live test going on here. What button is shoot? Uh, X. Yeah. Space. I X the X button, but I X. I switched it over. To, oh. I, I switched it over to space. Okay, yo, this is easy mode. What? How did it take you guys an hour like this? What are you? <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's, it's four buttons. It's four buttons. <laughs> it is. Wow, you guys are bad at this game. Yes. What's going on here? Yes. Yes. All right. All right. All right. I will say that um, what 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 weapon are you using? The laser. Okay, that's why you think we're bad at this game because the laser is OP. Yeah. <laughs> the laser is like if you use the um, the cannon or use the um, what's the other weapon? The the machine gun. Those weapons are hard AF on keyboard. The laser is easy on keyboard. S- spread is easy on keyboard. Yeah, I was about to say spread is what I was using. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I, I was I was wrecking shop when I unlocked the laser uh, on keyboard. I was like, oh, this is and like that's why I had to like wean myself off of it because I was like, oh, I'm like I'm feeling like I'm doing this is too easy now. I need to like give not necessarily give myself a challenge, but I need to like make progress on the other stuff. But let's let's get into that too. So going back though, Dante, could, like control wise, do you think that that's the reason why is to kind of heighten the tension make the I, gameplay more interesting I think it's the gimmick of this game like not to say that every game has to control well mm-hmm. but I think they went so far in the direction of making you not want to control th- this game that it kind of becomes annoying at least for me personally I gotcha do I you think, feel that way, uh, well I was gonna say like with a joystick you are you can move incrementally like like with a joystick you're not necessarily moving either 0 or 100 like you are with a with a keyboard you know you can move like half the speed with a joystick if that makes any sense but this game doesn't allow for half speeds it's either 0 or 100 all or nothing yeah so i, I think that's why it lends itself better to the keyboard than a joystick. I agree with that. You know what? I think there's an argument for both. Yeah, which is probably why you saw it was 50-50. Um, people may just be more comfortable um, using a joystick. <clears throat> um, did, so, uh, let's get into the gameplay actually now. So, 
um, kind of like what I was saying is that you are basically in a dogfight. You the, the the game starts and even the tutorial. You you see your ship take off from like a a battleship, and then the music starts playing, and you're immediately you know getting attacked by other airplanes. And um, as it progresses, or as you progress, um, you start getting attacked by boats, uh, battleships, submarines. Uh, uh, there's some ace pilots. Um, it's just all different types of enemies, and uh, you're just dodging bullets. And I, I think that the way that they display your health, there's not a health bar, but as you're taking damage, the screen starts to darken and there's only like a like a there's like a circle around your ship and it gets smaller and smaller till you like die. So the way to heal is to not shoot. And um so it You're talking does, about the ship smoking, right? Well even even when you just have the circle around you too. Oh, I never even noticed that. Really? Now that you mentioned it. It's it, it's actually pretty cool. I've never seen like an HP indicator done like that. It, it reminds but, me of like shooters, like where your screen would get bloody sometimes. Yeah, I wish it was more noticeable though, because it. I don't know. Sometimes when there's like a lot of enemies around you, you don't notice it. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, because of the color scheme that the game uses, it's not as noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, I, I do think it's pretty cool. And you're basically on a never, like not never ending, but it's basically like a vertical or excuse me, a horizontal playing field, almost like Pac-Man, where if you run off one side of the screen, you're going to show up on the other side. But it's pretty lengthy. It's pretty wide, but, and there's not necessarily there's not a map, right? No. But it's like, I feel like there is like, if you see this boat here, if you, you know, just fly enough to the right or left, you're going to see that boat again and you're going to know where you're at. Um, and then above you and below you, so below you is a body of water that you start to take damage um, if you go into that danger zone. And above you is like a, like a, a bunch of clouds. Exo-atmosphere. Yeah, and if you get too high up, you start taking damage either. So, like, they do a jo- a good job of kind of box you in, you in. And I'd never felt like it was like, oh, I wish this map was larger. Like, you had more than ample amount of space in order to maneuver. And, um, uh, yeah, you're just literally just dodging bullets. And, like, I, I, from what I could tell, bullets never, like, stopped. Uh, like, they never, like, faded out. Like, bullets would just go until they got off screen, right? Well, yours don't, but enemies do. Oh, okay, okay. So there was like a height restriction on some of the yeah, because I I followed some of the enemy bullets at least from the ships. I, I can gotcha, I followed gotcha. them, the ones that don't fly as fast. And yeah, so like you're dodging all, and like the bullets, they for the most part, I think most enemy bullets are the same, but they're shot at different rates of fire and different uh, speeds. So like you, when you are flying low, but not so you can see the body of water, you could tell if like you're above a battleship because a battleship would just unload a spray of bullets in your direction, and they normally did it in like a cone of two uh, bunches of bullets, and so like fighting them it was like better to be either in the center of that cone so you like the bullets are on either side of you or outside of that cone where you don't have to worry about it um and then there was like other enemies that like literally like 
I felt like they purposely it was the ace pilots and the fighter jets and then they would get in front of you and shoot bullets at you and so like they had a weird flying pattern so they were never following you they were always trying to get up in your business almost like a gnat <laughs> so it, it's funny because the ace pilots pretty much play the game as you would play it like mm-hmm. they they drift around you to try to you know get in front of you and and then they start shooting at you which mm-hmm. is kind of the way you know you would play it if you were looking at a more slow moving target yeah yeah and they're very uh they they're beefy <laughs> they take a yeah. lot of damage too um and then they had regular ships as well which were a lot smaller than the battleships and those weren't as strong but they also shot really quickly then you were always being chased by little piddly uh airplanes as well that were constantly behind you and then um i don't know i i i did like the uh, diversity in the types of in, uh, enemies that you you encountered. I, I felt like it was like the per- it's like like Tetris, where it's like you know Tetris is like the perfect amount of blocks to make the game interesting. If they had one less or one more, I, it, it would be what it is. And I feel like this game is the same way, where I feel like they had the right amount of enemy like, uh, and, and they showed up at the right amount of intervals. So it wasn't like you were just, oh, now I'm only fighting battleships, or oh, now I'm only fighting ace pilots. There was a good mix at all times. I think there was a really good balance there. Um, and, and this goes more into like the, the art style of the game, but one of the things I appreciated is even though this game is very minimalist, um, or at least the gameplay part of it, it's... Um, you can distinguish between enemies and their projectiles because the enemies are like a solid silhouette, whereas the projectiles are usually like an outline or maybe a lighter color. And that's be- that's due to the game being in sepia tone. Mm-hmm. The whole uh, aesthetic of the game. So your ship is like that dark, kind of maroonish color. A lot of the enemies are that same color. Then the, the background is kind of like a more... like. Fl- uh, flat out, or excuse me, uh, flushed out like a kind of khaki color, and then effects and everything is a lighter maroon and a, a lighter, almost like super bright white. Um, they they have um, as you're doing things in this game, uh, there's there's missions that you can do to like kind of help you get more gear and things like that, and they also help you unlock different. Um, uh, I don't know what it was it like color modes, color options. Um, oh, similarly really? to yeah, similarly to Downwell and um, kind of similarly to uh, not that you unlocked them in Oberdin, but like Oberdin, you could like cycle through like you know seven or d- different color schemes. You get that in this game too. Let me tell you, they are all effing garbage in this mm. game. Like. I don't. I don't even think it was because I played this game mostly in the default one. I found. I think I've unlocked like seven different colors. Only one of them I felt like was like I could play in this one. It was like a black, white, and gray kind of like a, a grayscale color mode. But they had some like high contrast ones and like you know the things that you would expect where there's like a blue and an orange one. There's a kind of like a greenish one. There's and it just it. it there's a lot of like background aesthetics, like clouds and ships in the background that aren't part of the environment, but it's just there to create like a depth that 
for whatever reason, they just didn't hit that balance with those other color modes. So it was very, like, hard to tell what was going on in a lot of those other color modes. And I tried, I think I unlocked, like, seven or so color modes. And I, there was probably more for me to unlock. And, I, and I, I played every single one of them at least a couple times. And most of them were, like, god-awful. Like, some of them were, like, so bad where I switched to that color mode. And I was just in the menu and I was like, nah, I'm not even going to do this one. No, I'm good. Um, yeah, like, it, it was very, like, I've never had that experience. Like, I, I've been playing Downwell a bunch over co- uh, quarantine, you know, time. And uh, even Oberdin, I remember us playing. And I've never had, like, it was like, oh, this one, I, this one colorway or this, these two colorways I don't like, but these other ones are cool. I've never, like, I've never played a game where it was like, most of these are trash. <laughs> I was looking up the color schemes that you can choose from, and uh-huh. I actually came across this other game that's everybody's comparing it to, um, or some people are comparing it to Left Trousers, but it's in color. Um, Jet Lancer? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not... I... Hmm... I was hoping as you progress through the game, the colors would change to kind of like let you know. I'm trying to think of like some older games that did that. Um, I know like Galaga, games like Galaga and other arcade games did that as you progressed um, through each level. Whereas this one doesn't. It just kind of stays in that same mm-hmm. um, sepia tone uh, color scheme. Um, unless you change it like you said. Um, but yeah, that's... Um, that's a little disappointing, but you know it. It it. I guess it's more of an option rather than something to help enhance the. Yeah, uh, if anything, it's an accessibility thing. Like I don't know if people with uh, color blindness have issues with sepia tone. Uh, I, I that's not something I'm aware of. But in case there is somebody that has issues with that, then they they can change it um, to something else that's more fitting for their needs i just know that the sepia tone was like i think it was pretty good and a lot of the other color modes that i saw were like like they they weren't they were not doing it they were not doing it for me yeah um and i was trying to think there's anything else oh yeah i guess missions um so we, I briefly touched on the, the upgrade stuff, but you basically had three parts to your ship. And I had alluded to this earlier, how it affected the music, but it also affected how you play too. So your, your main, you had your gun, you had the body of your ship, and you had the engine of your ship. And those were the three parts that you could set to kind of adjust your playthrough. So like the starter one that you start off with is just like the average, like you have an average machine gun, you have like a, a average strength ship, body and you have average strength acceleration uh one of the things about the engine um too was it it um affected how well your ship could turn as well so not only how quickly and how fast it could go accelerate but also how quickly it could turn um and then like as you're doing missions in the game missions something like kill 30 airplanes or kill two um uh, two battleships in a single combo or take out uh, 30, uh, 30 airplanes in a max combo or something like that. Like you, you start to get like points 
and the points are basically uh, a tie to the level of your ship. And once you hit certain levels, you start unlocking more things. Do you guys know off top what level you guys got up to? Um, eight. Eight. I was level nine. I just unlocked six. Okay. Um, and uh, like it, it's not like super imp- like like a big deal, but like it just kind of adds like makes some variability in your runs. I found that that default machine gun, I couldn't aim that to save my life. I was bad with that, and I'm assuming you were too, Trevor. Yeah. Uh, How was it on? Like, what what was it about it? I. I... Um, because you're not flying straight, so mm-hmm. when you fly, you position yourself in the direction that you want to move. Whereas with this game, you're drifting, and rather than pointing at something and saying shoot you're drifting and allowing momentum to move you and trying to shoot while um i guess calculating okay my momentum is going to pull me this way so rather than me pointing straight at the target i need to point a little bit ahead of the target that way while i'm while i'm drifting you know my bullets will you know end up hitting the target rather than you know, hitting behind it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's where the the skill part comes from. <clears throat> you almost have to lead your shots. Yeah. Is instead of shooting like where your opponent is, you're going to just shoot where you think they're going to go. And I, I felt that a lot too, especially with the bigger ships, the targets, the um, the, the battleships, and um, the uh, the fighter pl- planes, like those. You had to aim like, and, and on top of that too, you had to like lead them. And on top of that too, um, they were super. Uh, they had a lot of health. Yeah. So it was constantly like you're like drifting, doing a couple shots there, trying to dodge the, um, trying to dodge the gunfire that's being shot your way, and also trying to make sure your ship doesn't hit the water and you're not taking that damage. So you're like, I need to get my life back. But I also need to position my ship this way, and I also need to dodge this thing, and I'm also, you know, like all these different things that you're trying to account for. And it was just a lot harder to also not reliably be able to hit enemies with the, the machine gun. Did, did you have that issue with the machine gun, Dante, on the controller, or was it pretty straightforward? Um, I didn't like how any <laughs> weapon controlled, to be perfectly honest. So, mm-hmm. like... The beam was the one that was, I guess, Your preferred. the least bad for me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I went with. So, yeah, some of the other weapons that you could later unlock was like a laser, which I think was everybody's like probably preferred. Uh, I didn't no. care for it. Oh, okay. Well, I, I think the laser was like the, the when I unlocked when I got good at this game was when I had the laser. And I was like, oh, I can reliably kill people now and I can reliably boost my my uh, combos and keep a streak going and I can reliably get points now um, and then they also had the spread shot which is I guess yours Trevor Yeah. the spread shot like kind of like classic Contra where you're shooting like I think it was four in a cone um, shots they also had a, like a, almost like a shotgun I feel like yeah. um, that I it was strong but it was also kind of had like a delay to it um, there was also yeah, a, it had a, a slower rate of fire Mm-hmm. There was a, a heat-seeking missiles that you could only shoot four at a time, which I feel like was the worst weapons in the game because they didn't do what you wanted them to do at all. 
Yeah, it, it took me a little bit to figure that out. And and part of that is the skill of just being able to, to um, control your ship. But you have to actually point at what you want to shoot in mm-hmm. order for the missiles to aim in that direction. Yes. And like once I realized that, I was because like what I was trying to do was I'm just gonna fly forward and exactly just, and, <laughs> and drop some missiles and it's gonna just tear up the people that are chasing me. But like no, that was never the case. And when I realized that you had to like that weapon was the most the most uh, reliant on you being able to be like a good dog like dogfighter and mm. being able to properly position your plane. And when I realized that, I was like, I guess I'm never using this. Weapon. <laughs> Um, did you have those ones unlocked, Dante? Um, trying to think. You're talking about the just missiles that would drop. Yeah. No. Th- well, there was there was they they look would... like they drop, but it it's based on like where you're aiming. Yeah, what you're facing. Oh yeah, I I think I got those. They were okay, but yeah, I was wondering if it was a little bit easier for you since you may have had a different time controlling your ship than us really hard for me to say at this point like gotcha. i tried everything once at least that i unlocked mm-hmm. but everything kept saying go back to this laser yeah yeah and then i think my the thing that i was trying to get better with was the cannonball which was another weapon that had a slow rate of fire but it shot this huge blob in front of you and when it hit something it would explode and so like those little it would explode and do like shrapnel damage and, like, those were really, really good for, like, um, any of the ships in the sky because, like, you would immediately just have, like, a, like a burst of damage that other ships are flying into. Mm-hmm. And, like, so you could, it was really easy for me to get a max combo uh, using that. It was a little bit harder, though, with the slower rate of fire when I was, like, dealing with, because you had to lead your shot with it and uh, dealing with battleships because it took, like, four... I think four or five cannonballs to take out a battleship, and the same thing. Once you once it exploded, it did a huge explosion that like did a bunch of shrapnel damage. But it was just like that one was like my my foray into trying to learn how to position my ship a little bit better and getting more used to the controls because I, I didn't feel like I needed that for the laser. I felt like with the laser, I could just like hold the space bar down and just turn my ship, and I was just doing a ton of damage. Where I felt with the cannonball, I had to be a little bit more precise because my rate of fire was so slow. But it also like allowed me to... The issue I was started having with the laser when I got further on was that I was never healing myself because I was always firing. And then with the cannonball, like you had to... like It had a slower rate of fire, so like it forced me to kind of like focus on controlling my ship a little bit more than the laser did. And the dangerous thing about the cannon, too, was that... Um your um, healing rate slows down as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it doesn't start healing you until after your your shot lands. Mm -hmm. I may be mistaken, but that's that's the way it felt. Either it it heals you slower, or it it waits until your shot lands before it starts healing. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, There's a body where you... um can't remember if you heal less or heal slower or just doesn't have as much HP. I think, yeah, there's one that heals slower. That's the armor. Yeah, okay. The um, and, and that's partly the reason why I went with the spread 
like the majority of the game. But once I did unlock the cannon, I was using that just because gotcha. it, it does so much, you know, um, not necessarily necessarily area of effect, but it just does a broad range of damage. Um, and I was I was trying to get my score up by getting um, getting my combo to max. I don't know if we just talked about that. No, we can talk about um, the combo. So, just to kind of... Um, well, can, can we can we just cover the body and yeah, the yeah. engine real quick? So, the only, the, so, that was really it for the weapons. The, the bodies, they were a little bit... Um, they controlled uh, your damage, basically. So, like, you had the, the default one, which was light, um, but it, it was kind of sturdy. Then the next one you got was, like, an armored one, so you were almost more like a turtle, and you could take more damage. There was one that was, um, it turned your ship into like a ramming tool. So like you could fly through other uh, enemies without taking any damage. There was one that allowed you to um, fly underwater and not take any damage, which was probably my favorite body. And then there was one that uh, was like a hover. So you could go up in the clouds, I think think and not take as much damage but you you didn't accelerate or you you kind of um or let me rephrase that if you boosted up in this game normally and then just if you just went straight up and let go you would drop down at a normal rate but this one it, it, it kind of like um you floated down or you like hovered down so it was like it slowed your uh descent and then they also had a, a ship that Whenever you were boosting, it was shooting uh, um, bullets behind you, the, the gungeon. Or, uh, so, like, if you're moving forward, facing to the right, and shooting to the right, a gun is shooting behind you. And then there was another one that when you were boosting, it was dropping missiles just straight down. Um, and then there was, uh, for the uh, engine... Um, Oh, actually, some of those were engine ones, actually. Yeah. Um, and then there was a, another body that when you died, um, it, it created an explosion, like a nuke went off, and it killed basically everything on screen. Um, and then uh, what are some of the other engine ones? I think I covered them all. You on bodies or engines? Both. Oh, okay. I have I, I, I mixed so up. So just... I've got a list here. It's it's on the Steam community. Okay. Um, um, let me see. So there's the the default one, the armor one, which is the one I used. You um, took you couldn't turn as quickly with that one, right? Right. Is you had seventy five percent more HP, but you move twenty percent twenty percent slower. Mm-hmm. Um, the melee one, which you mentioned, which um, does more damage when you ram stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nuke, and there was the bomb. I don't think I unlocked that one. Um. Yeah, I didn't have that one either. It heals slower, and I guess you do more damage when you ram into stuff? I guess. I I, I never had this one, so... Hmm. But yeah, those are all the bodies. And then, okay, so the engine, you had the original engine, you had the super boost, which basically um, made you accelerate a lot faster. Um, They had the Gungeon one, which was I was saying is that... uh, you can uh, you can the, the benefit of the gungeon is is that you can maintain a combo while you're healing because you're being propelled by bullets. Um, the hover one, which is the one I was talking about, where um, you won't need to boost as much. 
uh, the waterproof one, which was that was probably my favorite one. Mine too. Um, and yeah, and then they also had like a random thing too, where you could randomize and just like get let the game choose which engine or which guns you got or which body. And then they also had an option where you could just um, random everything. And I did that a couple times, too. Um, but, yeah, did you have a favorite? What was your favorite loadout, Dante? Um, well, obviously the laser. I had the armor body, I'd like to say. Mm -hmm. Then I can't even remember what the last part was. Um, I might have just used the default. The default engine? Yeah. And what about you, Trevor? Uh, spread, armor, and underwater. Okay, I did cannon, underwater, and usually for my body, I either did um, the torpedo one, so then the, or not the torpedo, the one where you could ram people, or I did um, the nuke one, where when you exploded there was a big nuke. Those were like my most successful loadouts. And I was even looking on here, like... Bas the the nuke's only purpose was to complete missions. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> it doesn't add to your it doesn't add to your score, right. but it just it just makes it easy, like you said, to help you complete right. missions. You got to kill a blimp. There it is. Use a, yeah. Use so like for me, like my gameplay was basically I like to like stay closer to the water with the uh, water one. And uh, just using the one where you could fly through people and not take any damage. So I would just fly through boats and try to kill them. And then I also had the cannonball. So I would just kind of try to skim the water a little bit, just bouncing off of it. So it's a little bit easier. I only have to focus on shooting straight versus leading the shot. Mm -hmm. That was my uh, strategy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't know the water or the clouds did damage until you guys said it. <laughs> really? You stayed in the skies? No, I mean, I wouldn't water a decent amount. I just assume, like, when I took damage, it was normal because I made contact with a ship down there or something. And I don't I don't think it lets you... It may. Um, I can't remember it allowing you to commit suicide by going into the water because as soon as you, like, try to dive, it pulls you back up. Yeah, it, it forces you out. Yep. Um, and you, you were about to say something about the combo system, Trevor. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, it's no problem. Um... So that was the reason why I chose spread and cannon, like for my um, my um, what do you call it? Um, Your the the weapons, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, because you have a combo system in this game, where I think it goes up to twenty. Twenty, I think so. Twenty or twenty-five. And for every enemy that you kill, it it multiplies your score by that amount up to max and for a lot of the missions um your objective was to kill like a certain enemy at max combo but it also multiplied your score so that if you are going for a high score that's pretty much your your biggest um um your goal your biggest goal right there is to try to get a high combo as you can and keep it for as long as you can mm -hmm. and with spread and cannon because it just does so much collateral damage, um, it's a lot easier to hit multiple enemies and get your combo as high as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that was uh, that was my strategy was doing that. 
Um, it, it was... Did you guys try to play to keep... Did you, like, Was your guys' play style to try to keep... A, uh, stay alive for as long as possible? Or was your play style to try to keep a combo going? I was Stay alive. I was mostly going for the mission objectives. So whatever you had set. Yeah, so I would try to get my load out to... You know, to fit like whatever I needed to do in order to reach the the mission objective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was my. <laughs> that was me too. And and the way the enemies work too is it seems like it's random. I know, like once you start the level, it gives you like a title. I don't know if that's like where you are in the in the story. Um, do y'all know? I was on whatever happened after. You kill a blimp. Because I remember one that kept popping up that I was on for a while called the Jelly. But I guess y'all didn't notice the... Honestly, like the story stuff was kind of silly and I just really wasn't paying attention to it because I didn't know what was going on. It only showed up like once you started your run. Yeah, yeah. Um, But um, I forgot where I was going with that. Um... But yeah, my main objective was to just kind of complete missions. Mm-hmm. But what was your question again? Maybe that's what I was trying to answer. Oh, it's just like yeah. When would you want to? Were you playing to stay alive as long as possible, or were you playing to have as big of a combo as possible? Oh, I, I'm oh. kind of with you. I, I was playing to just do missions because I knew I was like bad at this game. So like I got to the point where a lot of my missions were you can't move any further until you complete a kill a blimp. Yeah, exactly. And and that's when I started experimenting with other stuff and I started playing and like kind of leveling up that way. And then yeah, I did you end up unlocking the SF? I think it's SFMT. I think all of us had to because all of us killed a blimp at some point, right? Yeah. I don't know what that. I was trying to see what it actually means. But there's like a game mode. Oh, it's super effing masochist time. I think there's there's a lot of people's like spawn fly misery tears. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, that's where I was going earlier. Um, so yeah, with the titles, I don't know if that represents like where you are in the story, but sometimes because the the spawns are so random, it it's hard to tell like okay, this game wants me to take down a blimp, but I'm not getting a blimp until I hit 10,000. You yeah, know, my score is yeah. 10,000. And then I got to that one point where I was trying to kill a blimp for the longest, and this was was before I read that the nuke is pretty much your only way of killing it at the um, like early, early on in the game. But um, after seeing the, the text like for the, the blimp pop up so many times, there was one run that I did where rather than seeing that text, which is something like, it's covering the radar, um, the text popped up and said, hey, heads up, something's coming your way. And the next thing I know, these two like alien spaceships come out of nowhere and just start shooting these continuous beams at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm good. You know, they're probably like the aces. You know, once they stop firing, I can, you know, get away from them, regain my health, and then try to kill them. They never stop firing. It was really like they had lasers just like yours. <laughs> That's the one thing I do appreciate is it does seem like every you weren't fighting things that you that were foreign to you. Like everything 
that the enemies used for the most part was like some type of fire or weapon that you could use. And it never was like, wow, I wish I could get this thing. It was like, no, you probably do have access to this thing. You just don't use it, you know? I'm guessing it's called a laser ace. Mm-hmm. I never saw it. I never experienced it. Do we have anything else? I do want to share a small anecdote. Yes. I have never had such a strong, like, distaste just out of the box um, feeling as I did as, like, far as, like, my first run goes. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, launching off of that ship. Mm Mm-hmm. And moving around a little bit. I immediately got mad at you. I just want you to know that. Like, I immediately was like, he did it again. (laughs) Got him. (laughs) He got me again. I don't know how. Fortunately, over time, that feeling um, alleviated for the most part. I think this game is pretty... It's okay. It is like a 3 out of 5 for me. But just out of the box, I have never been that upset over... I'm like... What, what are they even trying to do with these controls? I like if I'm gonna be honest with you, my I mean you talked about this beforehand, but normally for me, like I just look at screenshots of games, and it had been so long since I had seen this game. It was just mostly like when I talked about Left Trousers, I was like, I don't even think I had looked at a screenshot of this game since like 2015, and like it just was like ingrained in my mind. But I thought this was gonna be more like a level based game. And have like a proper ending, you know, you like. Uh, and so when I when I booted up the game and it gave me the controls, I was like, oh sure, whatever, like I- I'll figure it out. And then, like you said, you you launch off the ship that first time, and I was like, wait, this is the game. And I was just like, holy crap, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And I it, it took me a little bit to get used to it because I also was like, I don't know if I like this either. But then I think for me, once I started doing missions and things and unlocking more things and kind of being able to get my play styles when I liked it. But I, I definitely felt the same way you did. I, I can't think of a game where... <sighs> I, like I had... that first 30 seconds, probably, the first time you played the game. I Literally, my fir- I mean, the first thing I wrote down was WTF and question mark, question mark. And I was like, wait, What? Like I was like, what is it? Why did I die so quickly? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so like I, I'm with you. Like I I don't think I played a game where I was like initially like it's not the same. But I remember like I, after the first cutscene of Evil Within, I was like, I'm not playing this game. <laughs> but it was for like a completely different reason. Um, and I mean, even like the first. 30 minutes of uh, Dante's Inferno when we played, like, I was just like, ah, oh, this game is going to be lame, or whatever, but, like, this ge- the first 30 seconds of this game, I was like, what is this? Ooh, I don't think I like this. So, I- I'm with you, Dante. I'm with you. I'm glad you stuck with it. So, that enemy I encountered is a, a laser ace? Mm-hmm. Or, the two of them spawn, but it says they have around a 1% chance of spawning rather than a regular I've seen ace. Those. I, I looked them up and I, I saw them too, but I don't remember seeing the. I, I guess I just never paid attention to the the, the warning. Oh, I did because I, yeah. I was looking for the blimp. Yeah, so like I definitely saw those before, and those things are a pain. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, trying to think. Yeah. Uh, do you got anything else for the game, then, Trevor? Um, I think I would have enjoyed this game more playing it on like. I know I'm gonna catch flack from Dante for this, but I think I would have enjoyed it more playing it on my phone, maybe in like 2010. I thought you were gonna say Switch. Oh no! <laughs> Which, like, uh, oh my God! Trying, I'm just trying to think of the Switch's D-pad. Trying to. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, the other thing you wanted to talk about, Dante, was the menu controls. Um. What do you want to know about them not working? They were bad. <laughs> they were real bad for no reason. They could have just done a normal thing, try to be like a normal game, but no, everything in this game has to be extra. This could have used like A and B or like two keys or whatever on keyboard and mouse, but instead they decided, oh, what if we make it like pseudo contextual to what you're doing? So up is to launch out of the bay if you're like at the launch menu, but if you're in the armory, it's different. And See, that part, the, the up part kind of makes sense because you're pressing up in order to boost. And then it's it's kind of cool when you press up and you, you shoot off of the, the launch pad on the, the battleship. But everything else, I don't really understand. There shouldn't have been like a separate tab to pull up your stats. It should have just been like you going to an option or like the, the, the menu screen. Because like that was another thing. I didn't know how to exit out of this game. I will say the problem <laughs> with like up is in another menu, up is just like a menu up. And then you happen to hit left yep, yep. when you're on the main thing. And then all of a sudden you hit up because you're trying to get to the next option. And it's like, nope, you're in the game. Yeah, I had that happen many times where I was like at the upgrade or like at the um, just kind of toggling through the different add-ons to my ship. And I hit the wrong button and there I am at the battleship now. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and on controller, none of that stuff is better, I promise you. So is it really better? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think, I think that's a good, good spot. Um, you said three out of five Dante, so great game, great experience. (laughs) Okay game and experience. Okay. Um, is there anything that you felt like, I mean, besides mission, is there like anything that you could have felt like would have improved your enjoyment of this game? Yeah, I think... Fundamentally, it should feel a lot more fun to control. And maybe, like, if I put, you know, Grant, I will go full disclosure and say I played an hour of this game. Mm-hmm. But, you know. That was enough. You felt like you had seen enough of the game and there wasn't going to be any fundamental difference if you had played another hour. I unlocked that SMFTF mode or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, I'm not getting any further than this. <laughs> did you so you did you play that Trevor? No, I didn't even try it. Okay, let me tell you. <laughs> you, you, know you, might, how it, you might Oh man, we might Why don't you boot that up just for a live reaction? Yeah. Like how you feel oh. when you're fighting a blimp and there's just like I just want to deal with this blimp but all these other things are attacking me. That's where you start when you get off the ship. It's like the aces are there, the blimp is there. There's already battleships in the in the water. There's submarines in the water, and it's like they want all the smoke from the jump. <laughs> you know, like how games try to make you feel cool. 
and like the climax of this game is taking out that blimp at least for us that first time the fact that they give you this mode in five seconds after you um take out the blimp for the first time you're like oh my god i i actually understand this i i know what i'm doing they throw you in that thing mm -hmm. and like if it wasn't for this podcast i would have instantly hit uninstall yeah. <laughs> like, it was like because like i got to the point i don't know if you did trevor with your missions but some of my missions were like oh well you have to play this in sfmt mode in order to see this mission so i went to and i was like oh i just have to kill 20 planes in a, in a single play no problem and then i booted it up and i played like twice and i was like uh, three planes, uh, two planes, and then I was like, you know what? <laughs> I ain't ready. <laughs> it's just like, I, I think I had mentioned this in the last podcast with Greg. Um, Dante, you may have heard on the Giant Bombcast when they were talking about uh, the ramp up in uh, Geometry Wars. And like mm -hmm. that, that achievement to get, I think, like uh, a million points in a single life. And like how it's like the first two minutes... It takes you. It, it takes two minutes to get a hundred thousand, and it, the ramp up is so slow and it's so easy, but it's just so boring. And like, I feel like this is the that same thing, but like they they gave you the here's the shortcut. Oh, you want to deal with what it's like to deal with the blimp and not have to get ten thousand points before you have a blimp. Here's SFMT mode. Enjoy. <laughs> Pretty much, <clears throat> like you start with blimp shooting at you in that mode. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you were talking about Trevor spawning, and it's just like, oh, well, here they are. <laughs> here they are. So that, as far as like it not being fun to control, in my opinion, that's one thing they could fix. And then the other thing, this game feels like it, like it feels like there should be a secondary weapon, and for whatever reason, there's not. Like you know, like your Galaga bomb, or that's what I was gonna say. Like some type of bomb to clear the screen to kind of give you like a brief re moment to maybe even something that is like, okay, if I use this bomb, then I have to sacrifice my combo meter or something like that. I I, I feel yeah. like yeah, yeah. I, that's kind of how um, Pac-Man Championship did it. Right? I know, I know, and it just it doesn't feel like there's an incentive. Like I don't know if it's. This is me saying this as somebody that's not good at this game, but it's like it, it feels like it's really hard for me to both play this game to survive and have a combo going. So I'm only good enough to do one of these things. I can't do them at the same time. And there should be like more of a like, congratulations, you are playing this game this way in order to do this thing. And here's this thing to help you out with that, you know? Um, what about you, Trevor? Uh, great game, great experience? It's fine. It's fine? No, it's... Like I said, I would have played... This would have been one of those games I played on my iPhone back in 2010. I just don't... I don't know how. Well, I mean, just like the style of, like, the dogfight type game. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, not necessarily the controls, but... It's just, like, something very simple. Um, yeah, it kind of shocked me, I'm not gonna lie, and... I hope nobody takes this the wrong way, but when you said it took two years to make, it just, I don't know, that, that number shocked me because it seemed like, I know I couldn't do it faster, but it didn't seem like a two-year type of project. Gotcha, gotcha. Did you see, did you? Did either of you guys end up messing with Love Trouser? That was the Flash game, right? That Flash game I sent yeah. you guys link um, to? No, I couldn't access it. I played it, I played maybe like two rounds of it, and it, it was very similar, um, 
the the uh, you started off. I don't think there was any type of upgrade because obviously the flash games. So like the only weapon you had was the machine gun, and you had like just the basic armor and basic gun uh, or engine and everything. There was no combo system in that game, so that was something that they added later. Um, I didn't get super far, but there was at least um, the water was there, and you know you took damage from the water. I feel like there was a little bit different how they displayed the health, and um, and I really only saw planes and boats. I didn't see battleships or whatever, but I didn't get I didn't play it too long enough to like mess around with it. But the music was still in it, had the same aesthetic. Um, the music was pretty similar vibe as well. So like there, it, it, it I'm wondering if that two years includes the time it took for them to make that first game because i'm with you dante where i'm like if you guys already had this blueprint that you were going off of and like kind of basically making a sequel of this game like i don't know like the only thing you guys really had to show for it was like having a adding a combo system and missions and like kind of the things you would expect in a in a video game almost (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, I d- I'm not trying to discredit by any means, but it's just like when I think about, and this is me being armchair game designer or whatever. It's like, okay, you got a couple different types of ships. You got really one type of attack from almost all of them, like one universal type, and you got your ship that can be customized and stuff. But mechanics-wise, it's very, very simple. So, mm-hmm. like, well, it really sh- like after they get that whole movement pattern and game flow thing down, you know. I I, I think uh, so. I'm I'm kind of with you guys. This game is it's fine and it's a fine experience. I think the beauty in this game, and I think this is for the type of people like me that like to play games and get good at that game and kind of grind out that game. And this is just not one of those games for me. Um, is that there is like I feel like this game has to be super rewarding if this game hits you because the the payoff of like being able to like play this game for like ten minutes straight where you're like really adept at the combat and being able to bob and weave in and out of like these high stakes situation with all these planes shooting at you and like I'm playing other games and I'm I'm recognizing aspects that are like I get this feeling like is stupid but like when I'm playing Tetris 99 and I'm at the very top of my board and like three people are attacking me at the same time and I somehow manage to turn the tables and like I clear out my board and I'm back at the bottom, even though I had three people talk like attacking me, it was like I had to really focus and pay attention to what I was doing or I was gonna die. And I get that same feeling when I'm playing this game. I'm just not good enough to like do that consistently <laughs> in this game. And I, I, I feel like that uh, this game would be really cool to watch somebody that was really good at it streaming. Because it would be really cool to see the kind of situations and just see somebody that is really good at maneuvering the aircraft to be able to like do all these things in a dogfight. And so I, I feel like this game would be really entertaining to watch somebody good at this game. It's just not going to be me. <laughs> you know, when I first played this game and I realized like when I got to level 2 or whatever, this is kind of a deep cut, but I was like, oh, this is going to be a... Um, 
Sonic in the Secret Rings type of situation where that game is very infamous for like it was a Wii game you're controlling Sonic but he controls like utter garbage just out of the gate and you mm -hmm. eventually like unlock things so it's like oh his movement speed isn't just a jog and oh you can actually make these turns it's possible I'm like okay they're just gonna force me to unlock good controls and that just never came <laughs> so I was like okay they're they're doing stuff with the ship and I can see like maybe at level two or level three like my turning's gonna get really nice and I'm gonna be able to get like something on the left trigger that controls like the acceleration and deceleration mm -hmm. and it, it just never, never happened the miracle yeah. never came yeah yeah I, I think this game is like I think it's supposed to invoke some type of feeling in you and that is supposed to spur you on to wanting to continue to play this game and get good at it and I just don't think that that happened for us. I do. I'm with you that I don't think the controls are great, and I feel like there's something missing. But I do recognize that, like, I mean, there is there are people out there that I that play this game, and like it it scratched those itches of like that super high intensive intense uh, intensive moments in gameplay that were super rewarding, and they stuck with it, you know. Like, everything in this game goes back to, they made a choice. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, I didn't really care for the choice that they made, so I knew the game wasn't for me. <laughs> yep. Um, well, um, I don't really, I didn't really have any questions. It's just like, what's your guys' favorite loadout? Or was there anything... I asked Trevor, or I asked Dante, Trevor, was there anything for you that you wish that they had done differently with the game? Um, I think I mentioned it earlier, but just like different color palettes as you progress through the game. Kind of like those old um, arcade games. Mm-hmm. Um, they did, though. Well, not as you progress, but they gave you options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> And like you said, they weren't very good. Um, I'll take your advice. I'll take your <laughs> I mean, you can try it. <laughs> it just it it, it was it wasn't uh they weren't impressive to me. I, like I said, I I had never played a game where I was like um, disappointed in almost every single one of those. Usually, it's like the opposite, where it's like, oh, here's ten different color options and. Um, seven of these I can play with and these other three I'm just not going to avoid and for this one it was like I only like two of these and one of these is the default one <laughs> and obviously I haven't unlocked I hadn't unlocked all of them but I had unlocked enough of them that I was just like eh, I don't know about these um, I think for me uh, I wish I would have I'd enjoy playing this game as a dual joystick shooter I don't necessarily know if that would have made the game I think it would have been, like, the other games then. So, like, I recognize that um, that's probably not... That wouldn't be what they're aiming for. And it, it's no different than, like, a Geometry Wars or Smash TV or whatever. But I think that that... Uh, having that, at least that fidelity and controls and everything, I would have liked to play the game with a little bit more control. And so that's what I would have hoped for. Um, but I did like the missions. I enjoyed those. I enjoyed the diversity and weapon loadouts and or just ship loadouts, I should say. So I, I enjoyed some of that stuff. Um, so yeah. Um, where can people find you, at, Trevor? 
You can find me on the internet at Lyric Unsung. Where can people find you at, Dante? Um, right now they can't, really. I've been pondering the idea of starting to stream again, but we'll see. Anything specific Ooh. that, like, is, like... I might have a game. You? What's that? I might have a game. What was the question, though? Sorry. I was saying, is there anything in specific that's, like, spurring you to want to start streaming again? Like, a game that you're like, oh, I think this would be fun to play online, or... Um, well, I did pick up the um, PS5, so Demon Souls. I always like playing the Souls games. So that would probably be a shoe-in, but I'm also just now thinking that maybe I stream Yakuza 2 because those games are a lot of fun. I think that would be kind of interesting. Have you so played one of those two games. That other one, The Like a Dragon? Um, I want to get to that one, but I'm kind of worried about story spoilers since that one's literally like Yakuza 7. Oh, gotcha. So I've played 0 and 1 so far. So you wanted to try to get to there before you... Yeah, more or less. Gotcha. Um, are you streaming anything, Trevor? Have you been streaming anything lately? No, not lately. Gotcha. I've really just uh, been playing um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So I don't think it's really worth streaming. Dang. Well, it, it just doesn't, I don't know, strike me as like a streaming game. Dang. Impressions? <laughs> Say that again? You think, I said, do you like it more than Odyssey? And um, It takes I me back remember. to um, Black Flag a lot. That's fair. With the gameplay of Origins and Odyssey. That's good, right? Mm, Black Flag wasn't really my favorite. I know a lot of people, and this is way off topic, I know a lot of people praise it, but... I prefer climbing buildings and, and free running and all that, whereas once you got past Assassin's Creed 3, um, aside from Unity and Syndicate, everything's just kind of been, like, open, and there's nothing really to climb from building to building on. Mm-hmm. But. That's fair. Well, um, you can find me on Twitter at Salad. Um I'm not streaming anything ever, but I've been playing a lot of our next game, and I'm looking forward to that. And I think uh, I mentioned to the guys, but I think we're going to try to have lists ready the week after Thanksgiving, so be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, maybe we can see if we can get uh, Dante to throw in some some game submissions too. And, you know, two years, is it the, the, the two-year comeback? <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll do some we'll do some more begging and see if we can get him back after after this episode. But um, yeah, uh, if you guys like tuning in to Mix Checkpoints to find out about hidden gems, cult classics, and indie games, and share us with your friends, family, and not shitty subreddit communities you're in, uh, contact or excuse me, comment on our Facebook page, add us on Twitter, leave us a review, preferably five stars on Apple Podcasts, so we can appear higher in the leisure category. Uh, we enjoy doing these and love to hear from you guys. Like I've said in the past, I've gotten a couple uh, different uh, recommendations or people's like, hey, you guys should check this thing out or uh, how come you guys haven't played? I think the one that I remember the most is like, somebody's like, hey, so you guys played the first Phoenix Wright. Do you guys plan on playing the second and third one? And 
Um, I did play the second one. Uh, I did not enjoy it <laughs> as much as the first one. Um, but I hear good things about the third one, so I might check it out. But I, I don't know. Like, I think it might be... I remember how hard it was to get... Like, I don't think Trevor or Greg finished this, the last chapter, the fifth chapter. Uh, yeah, I mean... The first one? Granted. Yeah, the first, it was like, super was long. Oh, yeah, another I finished game it. In itself. Well, like, not before the podcast, though, right? Uh, I can't remember. I, I thought you were halfway through it when we did the episode, and I think maybe you finished it afterwards. Hmm. But um, I think that was the case. But uh, yeah, um, I don't really want to put them through that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it, it was already kind of like a selfish call on my part. I was like, man, they have to play this game this seventeen hours. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Like one of the things that we've learned or like we figured out is like you know initially we were saying we're gonna play games that are under sixteen hours. And we're going to do that every month. And, like, I think we did a good job of it. Um, but I do know even, like, now with it being, like, you know, 2020 and with, like, COVID and everything and people spending more time at home and everything, like, it's still, like, sometimes I just want to play, like, a game that I know I like. <laughs> Not necessarily, like, you know, I'm glad that Dante's Inferno was only, like, you know, it took me seven hours to beat versus, like, a 20-hour game or, or stuff like that. So... Sometimes uh, I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm cool with us playing like a shorter six-hour game. And that gives me time to play games that I like to play as well on the side. So I, I, I like that we've kind of been opting to play shorter games. I say that having spent since October 50 hours into the breach, but you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> I can't say anything. I've done the same with certain games yeah yeah exactly it's like when you have a game you like you just that's what you want to play and so like being able to you know spend time playing a game you like and not having to worry about like oh i need to feeling guilty like should i be playing this other game that i you know i have also have this commitment to and everything like you know sometimes it's it's nice to be like okay we're gonna play a you know super short like five hour game this month and i can like get on with my life still too so (laughs) Um, well, yeah, uh, we rampled a little bit. Um, buff trousers, it's alright. It's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> it's fine. fine. Um, yeah, and I think, I think, I think this might be, we, we might try to do one more bonus podcast, but we inadvertently hit five again this year, so, uh, I, I didn't have that goal going into this year, but, you know, things happen. <laughs> So we were able to do it. So we might we might shoot for six, but I wouldn't hold your breath. Um, but uh, I think, like I said, we have Inch of the Breach coming November, uh, and then we have uh, Far November episode and our December episode is Katana Zero. So, be, Which, be, go ahead. Do you guys have a guest for that one? Out of curiosity, we do not. Oh wait, wait. I'm sorry. Yes, my brother. My brother is going to be on that one. Okay, cool. Because I was about to say I am like eighty percent through that game, but I haven't beaten it. <laughs> Uh, what do you but that's on? good. You guys have somebody, so that's fine. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't really looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, be on the lookout. I think we'll try to record our next episode next week, and then we'll have one more for the year, and hopefully have to try to have that uh, 2021 list uh, up in our next batch of games and our favorite games of this month, or this year coming up, too. So we got, we got a couple things we got to do for the rest of the year, but... Be on the lookout for that. And um, yeah, with that, we are Miss Checkpoints and we're out. Peace.